Initiating startup sequence. You're listening to the Loud and Queer podcast, Australia's only national radio show by and for queer youth. Hello and welcome to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. My name is Daniel. Uh, I'm 22 years old and I'm a queer man. I'm also joined here by Christian. How's it going today, Christian? Today it's going great. Um, yesterday was okay and I'm hoping tomorrow will be even better. Upward trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have a special uh, guest presenter today. Um, everybody say hello to Erin. Oh, hi. Um, hi, everyone. Erin is 20 years old. Her pronouns are she, her, and uh, she's a bisexual woman. And Erin uh, is joining us today because she is a intern at MQFF, the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. Um, we're going to be talking about all things MQFF today. Um, it's going to be a very exciting show um, as well because Christian and I have also um, done some interviews. Um, I've done a review on one of the films. So we've got plenty of things to talk about. Um, but I think we might throw to our first song just to start things off. So starting off, we have um, Nothing in the World by Pinal and following that, Need You by Flat Facilities featuring Nika. That was uh, Need You by Flight Facilities featuring Nika. Nika? That's the thing is these names Nika. I only ever read. Nika, right. Um, and then Nothing in the World by Now? Sorry about the, the upward inflection. It's, I'm from Australia, so high-rising terminal in action here on Loud and Queer. <laughs> Loud and Queer? On Sin Nation. My name is Christian. Um, and I should say that um, I'm 22 years old, but nearly 23. Mm-hmm. But um, turning 23 on April the 10th. I've said my birthday on every single episode I've hosted. So it's day, I feel sure. like, yes. So if, if you do want to um, you know, head, head to the Facebook group, um, Similar and Queer Community Cafeteria. So just search in those words, it'll come up. Um, <laughs> um, if you want to send me any Facebook message, uh, like birthday, happy birthday messages on April the 10th. I'd love to have those. Um, and if you do want to, if you happen to need to use my pronouns in those happy birthday messages, um, because the third person is the best person, <laughs> especially the third person singular, um, he, him, for future reference. Literally reference. <laughs> anyway, Erin, welcome to Loud and Queer. Thank you, um, I don't need to say welcome to Sin because you've well and truly made your mark here at Sin already. Oh, bless your heart. This place is home, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed. Um, but but I know that you, you produced uh, the Naughty Rude Show. Um, so, I mean, this is the queer show. It's not quite, it's, we're still being naughty. We're still being rude. Oh, um, <laughs> except it's not 8pm. So not quite so naughty, also rude. <laughs> just thought I'd remind you. Thank um, you. Thanks for the reminder. But anyway, you're, you're here on official business, the Melbourne Queer <laughs> Film Festival and intern. Um, so, yeah, just would you like to, first of all, tell us um, the nature of your internship, what exactly you've been doing so far? Yeah, sure. Hmm. So I've been spending a lot of time at um, MQFF offices, Melbourne Queer Film Festival, over the last month or so. And my official position description is um, content and digital marketing coordinator. Hmm. And I share that role with another intern, Jack, who couldn't make it here today, but has been doing an absolute amazing job and an incredible person to work alongside with. And basically our responsibilities um, with MQFF are collating Facebook posts, um, Instagram posts, Twitter posts for social media, promoting films individually, promoting events. Obviously, we have 
a range of um, special events on at MQFF, such as panels, Q&As, um, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, opening night parties, as, as we will discuss. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we've just been in charge of kind of getting those out on social media and promoting um, and getting in touch with community organisations for cross-promotion, um, places like Joy, Minus 18, um, just a lot of collaboration in the, the queer space. I guess, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. Great. And, like, growing up, were you um, very interested and did you follow the MQFF or...? Yeah, look, um, I've only known of MQFF in the last couple of years, to be honest. Um, But what an incredible organisation and what an incredible community of people. Um, Yeah, there's nowhere I'd rather be interning right now at the the moment, to be honest. Um, Really incredible atmosphere and really... um, just passionate people and like-minded people who are really um, invested in sharing the art of of film and queer film. And um, growing up, I guess that wasn't something I was very exposed to. I've only really been in touch with my bisexuality in the last couple of years, and a lot of that came about because of my time here at Sin. Um, and I guess through Sin is where I started engaging more in arts and cultural queer spaces. Um, and MQFF just happens to be one of those. And, yeah, awesome. love and life. <laughs> Sounds awesome, yeah. And um, I guess, like, have you seen many of the films from the festival yet? Um, okay. I went to see um, The Feels the other night, which was so much fun. Um, and I, I've got a couple coming up this week. I haven't been able to get to too many last week. But um, The Feels was so, so fun. Um, Helen... normal Helen I think they call her is is just an absolute show stealer that character Um, really incredible comedy with an ensemble cast Um, but yeah that's all I've seen so far I'm seeing Body Electric tonight at um, at Acme Um, incredible venue too Acme Acme cinemas are gorgeous and Super comfortable, gosh. Um, hmm. And the pretty lights along the walls yeah. as well. Oh, Certainly don't so hurt. Great. Yeah. Really accommodating. Um, mm. And they've been, re- Acme have been really great um, accommodating for the festival with opening night. Um, and we've got some huge events coming up with Centerpiece as well, with the screening of Love, Simon. And um, obviously closing night um, coming up very, very quickly, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not too quickly, but yeah. But, yeah, but I'm, I am booked in to see a few more f- films. Mansfield 6667 is one on my to see list I'm really looking forward to seeing that one and yeah I'm seeing Love, Simon 2 and a few others along along the way yeah, funny you say that um, Lisa um, one of our other presenters and me we're seeing Love, Simon as well yeah, cool. on Thursday yeah and yep. um, so we, yeah, we're very excited about that awesome mm-hmm. and um, I've also noticed there's been a lot of um, like on Twitter and other social media I've seen a lot of sort of discussion about that especially from the cast mm-hmm. and things like that um, there's actually a young Australian actor um, from the film who recently came out as bisexual and um, actually on my Twitter, if you want to chuck me a sneaky follow at, <laughs> at Danny P. Hick, um, I shared an interview with him because um, he spoke about how he recently came out and he was actually saying that even being part of this film, he didn't feel 100% comfortable coming out until like the rap party mm. of the film. And yeah, just like go have a look at that interview because it's a interesting story anyway. Yeah, and, totally. Um, there's actually been a few other th- interesting things with that film as well. Um, Nick Robinson, the star, his brother um, came out as gay uh, during the filming of the film. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, I've just sort of um, 
been aware of a few different things on social media, so I'm excited to see that film. Yeah, what um, an amazing film and um, so accessible as well, I think, t- for a mainstream audience too. I think it's going to be a really big hit as well in, in cinemas because, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've obviously got a lot of friends who aren't queer and they're like, wow, what's this this film, Love, Simon? I'd love to go see it. And that's it's pulling them in and it's just, you know, broadening the community and bringing allies on board. I think it's a really great um thing and you know it's just nice to see a bunch of queer films with with you know relatively happy endings <laughs> it's it's <laughs> yeah. a nice change i think yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah and the, the fact that they don't necessarily have to be like art films art totally. house, like obscure sort totally of, it's, that's what yeah. i mean it's like a mainstream film the soundtrack mm. is killer like troy Sivan is on there a whole bunch of other mm. queer artists that um yeah really have potential to tap into that mainstream audience and you know share the stories that you know we've had for so long i guess yeah mm. um just changing track a little bit mm-hmm. how did you first hear about the um internship opportunity oh. and what made you apply in I the first place now. i had to think it was one of those moments where i was like i'm gonna apply for everything oh okay right <laughs> <laughs> I, I go through phases where i just have to fill up my plate because i get hungry mm. um <laughs> i think i might have just come across it on on either like the sin job thread or, or mm-hmm. it might have been on on seek but i was looking for an internship um, right at the time anyway and I guess it popped up and I was like, oh, I'd really like to, because my background, I guess, is more in, in radio um, mm-hmm. and more journalism, but I was really interested in social media and marketing and I kind of just wanted to broaden my my skills there and my understanding of, of that world in media. Um, and, yeah, I didn't want to do that at any just like any old place, any, any <laughs> old corporate place, but then <laughs> MQFF popped up and I was like, wow, okay, um, Yes. <laughs> Apply. Um, yeah, and I guess so just, you know, usual usual process. You go in, you chat, and um, it all kind of happened naturally from there, and I'm really fortunate to have landed the position. That's awesome. And what's the working environment like? Um, like, how is there sort of a headquarters that you go into and you spend, like, a couple of working days there, or what sort of the... Yeah, so I tend to go in... Um, when I can, usually it's a couple six hours or so every every week, maybe one yep. day a week. Um, very super flexible. They've been really great to work with. Yun, operations manager, and um, Maxwell, executive director, Spiro, program coordinator, Bonnie as well. Um, really supportive and um, nurturing of, of young young interest and talent. Um, but yeah, the hours have been super flexible, which suits me being a, a young studying hustling person um yeah and I I have time to work on things at home when it suits me and they've been um really conscious of just um giving me the best environment I guess to work in personally and catering towards that and is there sort of a good mix of sort of um people from the queer community and allies working there or yeah totally um yeah it's it's fun it's it's a fun space to work in because you know I guess I haven't worked in a lot of spaces like like that before and it's just a really nice um conversations really pleasant and everyone yeah there's a lot of outwardly queer people and you just you just feel really safe I think you feel really safe coming into work and you feel safe talking about things um that you're passionate about but you can also just talk about y- your daily life and I can bring up you know I don't, it's just this thing of some workplaces you go like oh my partner blah, 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 and say it's, you know, if I'm dating a girl at the time, I'll be like, oh, my partner, blah, 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 and I feel a bit, about mentioning that sometimes, and I know that's just me, baby queer, coming to terms <laughs> with, yeah, the idea that I yeah, do kind of swing both ways, and that's okay to out- express outwardly, but here I just feel 
totally safe to talk about who I am and what I love, which is, I guess, just media and people. That's so great. <laughs> um, yeah, we certainly love media and people too. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we're at Sin Media, with young people. <laughs> uh, time for another song, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, this is I Still Remember by Block Party. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation with uh, the Christian, Daniel and Erin. <laughs> You just heard Sanctify by Years and Years, and before that, I Still Remember by Block Party. Um, Sanctify is a new tune from Years and Years, which is pretty exciting. They're coming out with some new music. Um, I also uh, chose I Still Remember by Block Party because it's a bit of a heart-wrencher of a song. I think I was about 13 when it came out, and I think it was probably one of the first songs that I sort of heard and sort of was conscious of sort of like the queer themes of it. And I was sort of like... And because, like, I was a very sort of closeted person at the time being that young, and I was kind of, like, I'm, like, connecting to this, but I don't really know why. And I was, like, just, like, it's always been sort of a, a song that I've always really enjoyed, and I love Block Party as well. Who um, doesn't? How can you not? I know. Um, <laughs> you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. You're here with Daniel Christian and guest presenter Erin from MQFF, the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. Um, and we wanted to ask Erin a question that we've um, discussed on the show in previous episodes about queer idols. And so I want to get your opinion, Erin. If did you ha- do you have any queer idols? Um, before I answer that, I do want to I want to throw a quick shout out um, to someone on uh, the NQFF team who I didn't mention before who deserves an extra special shout out, Rachel, um, who has taught me a lot about marketing and social media and has really been a good. Um, person to work with and also a bit of a friend as well has has really helped um helped me become more confident in the role that I'm I'm in um so I guess I could even say the people that I work with are kind of my my queer idols at the moment uh, we always get really beautiful answers when we ask this question I, love, I, I listen to your show guys and I I absolutely adore all of you because you have such wholesome answers to these sorts of questions all the time and you're really honest um and that's really inspiring I think and it's important to always remind each other why you know we're important to each other and it's like it's an affirming thing for, for someone to hear I think it was it Joseph I think who was on was like my queer idols and my queer friends and I was like I was like oh I'm just yeah it was Rob it was Rob yeah. I was like dying oh, oh that's the best thing ever <laughs> um, but yeah I guess same my my queer friends you guys here in this room with me everyone at, at sin um, Jay looking at you um, <laughs> yeah I mean it's funny because I really wasn't like if you asked me two years ago if I was queer, I'd be like, "What? Like, what's that? I don't know. I don't really get that." Um, and I think it's only just now. And I mean, I've always been one who didn't really like labels at all, and I never really wanted to kind of label myself. But I think embracing just queerness has been one of the best things for myself and my personality and my my self esteem, because. I guess it just clicks and you feel like this is right and I feel like I belong here. And belonging is important, but it's also just about being outwardly accepting of others and being able to put yourself out on a table and being like, this is me, this is who I am. I might be different in five years' time, who knows, but this is me right now. And um, I guess the people around me who are, who are queer and... Um, the people that we see in the media who, who are outwardly doing the right thing to, to put queer people on a platform, they're the people that I look up to. Um, 
anyone who knows me knows that I like f and love professional wrestling, right? And it's <laughs> I have to mention it because obviously I can't go five minutes without talking about it. Um, but wrestling, obviously, in like mainstream, is a very masculine thing. But there has just been this absolute surge towards LGBTIQ representation in pro wrestling in the last um, even six months, but just in the last couple of years. So many more queer story arcs and characters, people coming out as queer in the business. Um, Candy Lee is someone who I'm really looking up to at the moment. Um, a transgender woman over in New Zealand um, is just absolutely smashing it in, in, their, in their work and um, really giving young people a place to, I guess, people, young wrestling fans even, who are, who've grown up in this like masculine dominant thing. And being like, oh, you know, it's okay to to be yourself and to let loose a little. I think. I actually love that you brought that up because yeah. when I was growing up, I was a massive wrestling fan. Totally. Wrestling fan, not re- like I don't really watch it anymore. But yeah. like when I was like, I don't know, like ten to twelve, maybe like I absolutely frothed it. Mm. And like, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's so great to hear that that even in that industry, there's progression happening and just yeah. acceptance. I think people are just opening their eyes to what the real world looks like and what mm. real people look like, and. In professional wrestling, it's like art, and art imitates life. You know, that's that's what the stories that come through—they reflect real people, and they reflect the things that people are passionate about. Relationships are changing. Um, talk to me about wrestling anytime. People tweet me as tw- at as Twino, like I will chew your ear off about how <laughs> queer wrestling is. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, and also how you were speaking about um, just embracing your queerness. Um, I remember recently um, Lindsay from Sin, she recently shared an article with sort of the Sin community about how the term queer um, just gives such a sort of a safe space, especially for young people, especially because like you were saying, well, I might not sort of um, identify with the same label in maybe five years or so. Mm. And like I, I know for me personally, being able to call myself queer just kind of gives me sort of not like, like sort of room just to sort of, you know. Totally feel where I am and everything because like for a while I did sort of just label myself as bisexual but I wasn't you know entirely sure Mm. sort of thing so I just kind of feel like the queer label is just more safe for me at the minute and like you said maybe in 10 years time it might shift a little bit or you never know like um, I think it's just a yeah it gives a safe space to us and definitely I think flexibility is really important because you're always changing, and that's not just in your sexuality, but that's just as a person. Um, things change, people change, and that's just the nature of, of, of life. And it's important, I think, to know, yeah, that it's okay to, to wake up one day and go, actually, I, I think I'm this person and I feel this way, and to feel, um, yeah, safe. Yeah. Safe. Because I think that's so important. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And... Um, I guess, what else can we ask Erin? Like, it's, it's there are many things that we can ask. Yes, we've got to, she's got so many things to say. Um, it's just, it's nice to have this conversation, I think, because, um, yeah, as I said, like, growing up, um, I was very much kind of like one of the boys in school, and that was just more like, more my personality. I was like, oh, I'm a tomboy. Like, that's kind of where I fit into all of this. And as I grew up, I guess I was more of a floater. I kind of just floated between groups of people. And I guess I still do. I'm really much, like, very much a floater. And I haven't ever really let a label or a, a, a name attached to a group or a stigma of any kind kind of define me. And 
now I choose to let queerness define me, I think, because I think it is such a liberating thing and it connects you as opposed to isolates you in, in this, you know, big shit's happening right now. Sorry for the curse, but big, big <laughs> shit's starting to happen, I think. And um, now, like, now's the time. Every, every, I think everyone's just a bit queer, to be honest. Yeah, I totally I think, I think everyone's a bit that. queer and I think that's, we can all, we can all relate to that and it doesn't matter what our definition of queer is whether it's me at the moment I'm like I'm bisexual but I don't want that to to limit me in any way and I don't think it does I don't think it ever will um I think there's just so much potential and it's exciting yeah it's exciting and um I guess when you were growing up how you're sort of saying that you're sort of maybe a bit of a floater like did that sort of did to you did it feel more sort of like just kind of healthy sort of fluidity or did it kind of feel like sort of um stressful uncertainty yeah right um I think there have been times definitely where I have felt you know stressed where I'm like do I have a place where do I belong because belonging is so important when you're you're a teenager and you're growing up and you're trying to just figure out who you are and what what you're trying to do here in this big bad world um (laughs) but I think if you just come to terms with knowing that you have a place where you are safe and whether that place is a community or whether it's a physical place or whether it is just within yourself. I mean, the best piece of advice that I got, and I used to say this all the time on like Naughty Rude, but it's just a relevant thing that pops up all the time for me. doesn't matter what we're talking about is that you should be your best friend all the time and you should be the one who's able to hold your own hand through all the shit and through all the good times. So, you know, you know, like, it's important, it was important for me growing up being this kind of fluid person just to support and to know kind of intrinsically that, you know, I would find a way through things. And I think that's important for everyone to know if you're listening and you're not really sure of, of where you are right now, you're a bit lost or anything like that. Um, just trust yourself um, and, you know, you'll find a way. That's my enlightening bloody speech for the day no that's that's so good because we were i was just about to ask you like when you were growing up what you wish you had known sort of about being queer things like that yeah i think you yourself you just summed it up perfectly just then so um yeah awesome um i think we're going to pass to a couple more songs now um you're listening to loud and queer on sid nation with daniel christian and erin and so we're going to start off with meg ryan by amir asu and then gummy by brockhampton Gummy there by Brock Hampton And before that we had Meg Ryan by Amir Asu You're listening to um, Loud and Queer on Sin Nation I just had to remember what show I'm on Because I'm on three (laughs) Sin Nation shows today But I said the right one My name is Christian I'm here with Daniel Um, We just farewelled the wonderful Erin Dick Telling us about her adventures at the Melbourne Queer Film Festival Um so now, during this froth or not part, um, it seems like it's going to be more froth than not this week, which is good. We're happy. Um, I'm going to be talking to you about my adventures with the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. Um, so the opening night was last Thursday. Uh, Freak Show was the opening um, at Acme Cinemas with an after party afterwards that um, I think I was too tired to go to. But Liz 
went and she took my ticket and she had a great time. <laughs> um, so I'm very happy for her. Um, still haven't heard about how that went, but I'm sure I'm sure it was wonderful. Um, very well attended. So um, yeah, Freak Show, definitely recommend it. I think it was a very, very good choice of film to open the festival um, as well because we were just talking with Aaron about like how important it is to have... Um, entertaining queer films um you know that don't make you feel depressed at the end and and aren't sort of that obscure type that you know like that engage where you sort of have to be like intellectually switched on for the whole running time um and uh, you know only really for like people who those movies that are only really for people who make movies or write about movies or study film um because you certainly need to like be a, a film academic to appreciate Freak Show. It's it's very much like a I think I've described it before as like a self aware um, teen coming of age flick. Yeah, it's a flick. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's um it's dramedy, I guess. Yeah, like it's it alternates between like comedy and dramatic scenes, um, and very likable characters. Or you know, likable when they're meant to be likable. Um, very uh, well. Yeah, they're all likable in the sense of like they're all. Um, they're all really well done. They're all really entertaining. Um, so the main character, uh, Billy Bloom, um, played by Alex Lawther, who uh, I, I only realised this when I looked it up later, but if you've seen The Imitation Game, another great queer film, um, who plays the young Alan Turing. Um, okay. So in that, in the context of that film, the young Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, <laughs> so he did really well in that, in his like native uh, UK accent. Um, so he puts on the... Very good, the very credible uh, American accent in this one. Um, and yeah, it just goes into a lot of, like, uh, the, the main, um, uh, what would you call it, like, premise of the film, really, is this whole, is basically, like, surviving high school as a queer, uh, well, in his, in his case, like, as a gay guy. Um, and in his case, also, like, as a gay guy who happens to, like, love fashion and theatricality and um, basically anything that, like, a... 14 I think year old boy um is not supposed to be into and not supposed to like things he's not supposed to wear or things he's not supposed to do or say or act like um so he really uh, yeah it's uh, like he, he hears from a lot of people around him um because he moves to like a country town to stay with his father um which he's not happy about because he's much closer to his mum played by Bette Midler um so she's really the only person in his life who's telling him to uh, like embrace his um, his queerness really, um, whereas pretty much everybody else, um, even like the friends he's made, are telling him to like uh, tone it down to avoid being being bullied basically. Yeah. Um. So it's a really empowering story, really about just um, yeah, just the fact that he doesn't like listen to those. He, he, he rather than listening to those voices of people who's telling him to like try and change himself. Um, he listens to his own voice and his mum's voice, which is, I mean, I don't want to give too much away with the mum, but, like, she's kind of like this mythical sort of childhood memories of her. She's not, once you discover, like, what she's like as a real person, it's not as sort of idyllic as you imagine. Um, but, but I do feel like that's sort of important to to have in the film as well, that, like, it's not it's not depressing by any means, um, but it's also not, like, sugarcoating. Um, and it doesn't make it as simple as, you know, like, the message definitely isn't like, okay, any gay boys out there, um, 
if you're estranged from your dad, please keep doing that. Dads suck. Mums are the best. Mums, they're everything. Dads are terrible. Um, it's much more nuanced than that. Yep. Um, the, <laughs> there are like good and bad points to the dad, to the dad character and good and bad points to the, to the mum character. Um, and, and, you know, the, and the message certainly isn't like, you know, like, because the happens to be a um, gay guy who's the main character. It's like, okay, just make friends with girls and avoid all the boys. Um, it's it's it has much more nuance than that. Um, even the like the sort of mean girl villain um, who Abigail Breslin plays actually um, far cry from the, her Little Miss Sunshine character. Um, yeah, even she has a bit of nuance actually, um, and she's also a surprising political parody of um, a few politicians. Well, namely the one that everyone loves to make fun of for the past you know, year and a bit. You can right. probably guess which one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like I've learned a lot about that film, which I would be really keen to see it as well. There's, mm. um, I'm also uh, l- back to Love, Simon. Um, Lisa and I are going to be seeing that this week. Um, and just going back to MQFF for a second as well, um, well, Love, Simon will have a theatrical release on March 29. Um, and also, if you're listening um, outside of Melbourne, um, in April, MQFF are going to have a screening in Alice Springs, I think Aaron said of about five different films featured in the festival. So it's great to see that the festival is expanding out just beyond um, Melbourne as well, which is really great to hear. Um, and I guess like going back to how we were sort of talking about things that we frothed or not this week, um, with Love, Simon, uh, like I was saying before, there's been a lot of positive press um, the past few weeks about the uh, members of the cast who have um, queer stories and things like that. Um, earlier in the show, I mentioned Keenan Lonsdale, an Australian um, actor who recently came out as bisexual and the brother of Nick Robinson, the, the film star. His brother recently came out as gay. Um, yeah, Christian, have you um, got any other movies um, that you're going to see or that you're very interested in going to see f- during the festival? Um, I'm kind of just doing a lucky dip this year, to yeah. be honest. I think uh, apart, apart from you know, like the opening uh, and maybe the closing as well, um, as, as Aaron was talking about. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, you know, it's, it's a festival, so um, you can very much just sort of take a chance on a few things. Um, Take a chance on me, as it were. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> uh, do you have any any other particular titles in March so far? Um, other ones so far? Or? I actually recently reviewed mm. um, Ideal mm. Home by mm. director Andrew Fleming, um, and it stars Steve Coogan and Paul Rudd. Mm? Um, I may as well do a shameless plug of that review on our Twitter <laughs> at Sinloud. So you can have a read of that. Oh, that's not a um, shameless plug. There's no <laughs> um, reason for that to be shameful. But that sort of, in that <laughs> review, I had a bit of discussion about sort of queer representation in um, the film industry because while the director, Andrew Fleming, is a gay man, the two stars, Steve Coogan and Paul Rudd, are straight men. Mm-hmm. So I kind of touched on that um, issue in my review. Um, and there's also been discussion about that going back once again to Love, Simon. Um, mm. I don't know if any listeners are aware of know the, of the actor um, Cole Doman. He was the star of um, Henry Gamble's Birthday Party, which is another queer film. Um, and he, um, it's actually, again, it's on my Twitter, if you want to hit me up, at Danny P. Hick. Um, I just retweeted an Instagram post that he made um, just talking about how in cinema we do need to see more re- representation um, of queer content that's driven by members of the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, so, and I think that's just a very important message to be sent out during this time um, and just to sort of keep pushing in terms of 
our representation in film and seeing the community uplifted and, you know, just owning it. Mm. But yeah, um, but I'm sure I'll probably get to a few other films during the during the um, festival because it's very exciting to be able to engage in this. I think we're very lucky living in Melbourne to be able to participate in such a cultural event like this. And obviously here on Loud and Queer, we'll always be discussing the importance of it and, um, I don't know, giving you guys any resources, any links to some good things that set the content of the festival that makes us think of or anything like that. But yeah, that's sort of what I've been frothing this week is just the positivity of the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else you've been frothing, Christian? Uh, probably not enough time to go into it now. <laughs> <laughs> I do froth a lot. Um, anyway, <laughs> going to another song now. Um, Boyfriend by uh, Marika Hackman. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Nation with Christian and Daniel. Boyfriend there, my Marika Hackman. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Nation with Christian and Daniel. Sadly, we're coming to the end of the show. Um, but thank you so much for listening. And, well, we should also mention that um, Aaron Dick, of course, <laughs> was on the show earlier um, telling us about the Melbourne Queer Film Festival and just sort of queerness and life wisdom in general. It was it was a really great chat. If you um if you missed it, um or if you just wanna hear it again to, to take notes on the on the life advice, um you can head <laughs> to um Omni iTunes or SoundCloud, um allsin.org.au of course, um to find uh, podcast um and info on the show in general. Um also remember you can follow us on Twitter at SinLoud and we do have the Facebook group the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria for you to enjoy as well. So, thanks so much for listening um, this week. Remember to tune in next week for the 5pm on Sin Nation, the digital one. Um, we're not on 90.7, but that's that's great as well. But just <laughs> and if you're listening to Sin, make sure you tune into the right one for the show you're looking for. Anyway, thanks very much. Thanks, See you next guys. week. See you later. Tune in to hear Loud and Queer streaming live on Sin Nation at sin.org.au. You can find more of our episodes on Omni, SoundCloud and iTunes. Our podcast music is by accident. You can find more of her music on Bandcamp. You can find us on Facebook in the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria and find us on Twitter at Sin Loud. <laughs>